Hi, everybody. It's Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. How do you uncover your genius? It's a great question, right? I'm back today with my friend of over 20 years, Andy Elwood. Andy helps entrepreneurs grow by tackling leadership, fundraising, and scaling challenges. And before Andy became an executive coach, he had to first discover his own innate talent, or as I like to call it, his zone of genius. And he had to learn what filled his tank and where that zone of genius was. And I was there for the journey. Andy is super talented, but what he was truly gifted at wasn't where he was spending his time until now. And today he's going to share how to spot your genius and the work that energizes you outside of your daily job, how to validate those gifts through community feedback and bridge connections between your skills and new possibilities. This inspiring conversation will help you rethink your abilities as doorways to purposeful work. So let's get right to it. Let's lean in and learn from the best. Andy, on a previous episode, we discussed communication and how to be a more authentic communicator. And that is, I would say, a zone of genius for you. How do we discover our genius? When no one's paying you to do something, but you just keep wanting to do it, I think that's a great place to start. When you find yourself going back to your notepad and writing, when you find yourself going to the gym and seeing if you can beat your previous best, when you see a recipe come across your screen or in a magazine or you go to a restaurant and somebody asks you or you want to ask the chef, there's something in here that I'm not, I can't put my finger on. What's that flavor? When you start to kind of think through those things, you realize that there's something there that is of interest to you that is maybe not of interest to everybody else at the table, maybe not of interest to anybody else in your household. And in those moments where you're starting to kind of lean into the thing that comes easy for you, but is hard for others. Another friend of mine calls it Thor's hammer, Mm. right? Your zone of genius is the hammer you can pick up that is heavy for everybody else. When you find that thing, sometimes it's not what you expect it to be. You know, I've been very good at sales in my career, but it's not actually my zone of genius. It's my zone of competency, right? Mm. It's something I'm very good at and it's gotten me really far in my career. But my zone of genius is actually being able to sit with somebody and allow them to open up in a way that they didn't know that they were going to open up, allow them to to ask the harder questions of themselves because of the setting that we find ourselves in, in which we can do that. And I think that those are things that happen through repetition of doing the thing that you would do, even if nobody paid you to do it, and then finding a way to get paid for doing it. I think this is scary for a lot of people. Because when you recognize, like, for instance, you had an early successful career in sales, yeah. right? You were selling jets, you sold insurance, you did a lot of a lot of things, and you could have continued down that pathway, and then you went to entrepreneurship. But it can get scary when all of a sudden you realize that, wait a second, I really have this gift over here, and I have a passion for it, and it's not what I'm doing right now. now how do you juggle that in your mind? Yeah, so I think that, that it's one thing to know it, it's another thing to act on it. And if you are not in a position where you're able to act on your genius right now, you need to find ways to start to move towards that. You just find ways to say, is there a volunteer opportunity that I could pursue that would give me more space to develop that zone of genius? Is there somewhere in the community that would benefit from me being able to do the thing that I'm really, really good at doing? So you are doing it without being paid for it, maybe initially, 
But as you get that skill set, as you get that experience, as you get other people's acknowledgement of the thing that you're very, very good at doing in a setting that isn't your day job, that isn't your career or calling initially, you can test and learn and try those things that you know are valuable to others and extremely fulfilling for yourself. And if you could combine those two, it's incredible to see what comes next. So for example, this is not my zone of genius, but an example of me <laughs> wanting to test out something was in 2015, I had recently got divorced and I was all of a sudden just cooking for myself. And my mom and I always connected over social media and, and always had fun ways of kind of like, it was kind of my way of like having a conversation with my mom all the time. And so I just kept putting hashtag Chef Andy at the end of pictures of food that I'd cooked that I thought was like, it was pretty or it was a new recipe I tried or whatever it was. And all of a sudden I started getting calls from people who didn't know that I was not a chef. They had just seen hashtag Chef Andy. Hey friends, if you've been listening to the Blueprint Podcast for more than a couple episodes, please do me a favor, pause the show and leave us a rating on whichever listening platform you're joining us from. Just click five stars or four stars, whatever it is for you. That would be so valuable in helping us reach more people with the message of the Blueprint. All right, back to the show. And they started asking me to, to donate my chef services for the nonprofit event that they had coming up. And so from my small little <laughs> my small little one bedroom apartment in the West Village, I ended up cooking a dinner for 40 people at this nonprofit where the chef had, had backed out at the last minute and I figured out how to do it. And it was fun. Wow. And, and since then I've had the opportunity to me being chef Andy has opened up a tremendous amount of doors for me because I love to do it, but it's also given me the opportunity to invite people who I have no business inviting over to my apartment because a chef Andy meal, they'd heard about it. They're like, dude, you've got to go have a chef Andy meal. And I love doing it. And it has opened up a bunch of doors for me. And the yeah, thing you, I love most, you want to tell me about, about the secret it, garden or the, yeah. Which you, yeah, yeah. So I, I was fortunate for the past uh, six plus years uh, down in the West village of New York city to have a, a very large garden, one that re required me to mow my lawn on the weekends <laughs> in the middle of the West village. And during the pandemic, I built an outdoor kitchen. I built a, a full-size bar that I could stand behind, installed a, a pizza oven, a smoker, and a big barbecue grill. And I started hosting meals for friends and saying, "Hey, I know that a lot of things are not open right now, but I'm going to be cooking. I'm going to be trying this new recipe. I'm going to be cooking a 12-pound brisket for 12 hours. I'm going to be, you know, trying the, this new seafood recipe that I want to see if I can pull off, whatever it was." And would just invite people to come over. And their price of admission was they had to bring someone that they thought I would really enjoy meeting. And so the meal ended up being half people I didn't know and half people I did. And my network grew pretty immensely because of this thing that isn't my zone of genius, but I'm, I've gotten pretty good at it. But it was... I would say you're way, a pretty good way. cook, Andy. <laughs> and I would say that you've leveraged this as a tool of generosity that's also yeah. you give. I mean, this isn't cheap. You know what I'm saying? When you put yeah, these things yeah. on, this is not cheap, but you're also, you're one of the most connected people I know. You know everybody, but it starts by giving first. Yeah. And I think that is one of the things that you are excellent as you are a giving person. Yeah. Well, and I think that to your point, right, if it brings joy to others and you enjoy doing it, even if you're not the best at it, 
you know, that could be your a zone of genius. Cooking for me is a complement to connecting. And cooking was a way to make new connections, to bridge connections that I didn't previously have. And in doing so, it did grow my network. It did open up new opportunities for me. More people found out about me because they were first heard about me through somebody else claiming that I had the best brisket in New York City. And that's a pretty fun way to connect dots. Before you leave today, if you enjoyed the conversation with Andy, go check out his newsletter, makeroom.fm. It's a phenomenal newsletter. I read it every week. I think you'll get a lot of value out of it. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.